0: Welcome to episode 126 of the CGM podcast. Wayne actually says you're not welcome and please go away.
1: Nobody is ever welcome here. Yeah.
2: Uh, that's really what about not Phil? how you get new listeners, guys. Uh, I think I try to. Just- Wayne doesn't care. Yeah, I don't care. Uh, Wayne. Uh,
0: he was just we were we already know that Wayne would give dildo to his children in McDonald's to play with as toys and he'd be okay with us.
2: Can yeah. spread this around, so. guys. This is this is bad news.
0: Not like as a like toy, not but it's intentional use.
2: Yeah, that doesn't matter. This, Dildos should not be handed out to children under any circumstances.
0: No, I, I've noticed whenever we talk about sex, Phil starts to uh, get a little quiet. And Well, I
2: get uncomfortable about child-related sex, certainly. It's not sex. Yeah. It's just yeah. a toy at this in point. In fact, I believe the two times we've talked about sex and I've gotten uncomfortable have been child Hentai? sex and mm-hmm. tentacle sex, mm-hmm. which yeah. I will freely admit make me uncomfortable. This isn't yes, child sex, though. Those topics yeah. are not... You're
0: yeah. we saying that it, because it's called a toy. You're putting a, toy. a dildo
2: in the, chi- in the hands of a child. It's related to child sex. Certainly.
1: Okay, so...
0: Phil disagrees with you, Wayne. What if
1: I were to give a child, like, a Nerf bat?
2: Yeah, but that, See, he that's sees it at different. The same. It's not Why designed it? to look like a penis right. or pleasure a pleasure of vagina.
1: okay. But, you know, it's like actually a lot of dildos don't necessarily ah. look like pieces. I understand anything. that. Some of them actually that, look like modern art. You, I
2: understand like, that. And then there are things I that,
0: that, that yeah. children won't play with that weren't meant to pleasure vaginas, but women use.
2: Yes, I understand that. But uh, specifically a sex toy, I feel, yes, it, that's one yeah. of the things that we can comfortably keep away from children. And that's, so, that's acceptable.
0: Phil's going to go home and shower now because... Just no, ew. I'm not gonna
2: shower. It's fine. I just, you know, I just don't like talking. I just don't like combining children and sexuality together. I apologize.
0: So he would be, Sorry, he, that's he really would be that guy podcast. staring at you, Wayne, yeah. judging he would, you. He would be judging from across, across the, the, the restaurant. restaurant. You know what? The yeah. kids having fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
2: As a matter <laughs> of so, fact, I'm judging you now. Yeah. Just theoretically. Yeah. So if I saw it in person, yeah, yeah I, for sure I would. Yeah. You're not planning to have kids, right, Wayne? No. Thank Christ.
1: Yeah. So it's just. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I think it's pretty well understood at this point that I would be like a horrible, horrible parent. So, you'd be like, an interesting
0: I, social I freely admit experiment. That
1: I would be a horrible I think parent. As
2: the Dildo issues no. aside, I think you'd probably be an okay parent. No, I mean, it's like, oh, I'd yeah. be
1: giving them stuff like, you know, Anne Rand and all that sort of thing. It's like, you know, here a Kid, you know, it's like, read the Fountainhead. You know, it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it's like this architect, that's you. You're better than everybody else. Now go out there and act like it. And then they'd be horrible people. It's like, it's not my fault. Anne Rand told me that I was special. I read it in the Fountainhead. So.
2: Nah, that that's not yeah. as bad. As or, you know, just, just
1: give them, like, you know, to kill a mockingbird. And it's like, you know, that's right. Everybody does suck. Now, you've read A Kill a Mockingbird. You know where the gun story they is. Have to you
2: know it. what to They're do. To read every, it every child would read yeah. A, kid, if yeah, yeah, a exactly. yeah. But I would encourage you to do nothing that's a problem about that. Yeah, I would say most parents do. Again, they do? I mean, no it's just signing up, signing up, just more and more signs why you should be a parent.
1: I thought these days most parents don't want their kids to read To Kill a Mockingbird because they're afraid I mean, no. that they're going to go and like shoot they, up their school like no, no, all that they other all stuff. Agree. So. Oh no, I'm sorry, to... not To Kill a Mockingbird. What am I thinking? Yeah, that's yeah. Friendly yeah. yeah, no, no, To that's Kill a like Mockingbird super is fine. family um, Yeah, sorry, no, the
2: um, Oh um, Catcher in the Rye. Catcher
1: in the Rye. Yes, yeah. Yeah. that's the book that I was thinking of, not To Kill a Mockingbird. Yeah, you're right the, Yeah. Again, To Kill a Mockingbird is fine. No
2: book is better to read when you're a teenager than then Catcher in the Rye.
1: Yeah, but you know, as like as a parent, you're supposed to say, "Don't read Catcher in the Rye. This is a terrible book that's going to ride your brain." I'd those, be like, dude, read it. But those okay, people are so.
2: stupid. This is again makes an argument okay. making you a good parent. They, have yeah, the most egregious example of that is the way that they, um, they now have censored versions of *Huckleberry Finn*. Um, <laughs> they do they don't include the N word. Oh, really? So it's just okay. Jim, all right. Which is like completely defeats the yeah. purpose of the entire book. Jim, the book.
1: person of color, and there's nothing wrong with yeah. that. <laughs> Say, Jim, person of color. Not that there's anything wrong <laughs> with that. We have something for you to do as an indentured employee. It's
2: ridiculous. But you
1: are an employee and we are feeding you and clothing you. We just don't pay you but you've agreed to work for us because other stuff is bad, person of color, not that there's anything wrong with that. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's
2: like one of the most touching, moving, and relatable books about racial acceptance and mm -hmm. they want to remove the racial element from it. Most people can go fuck themselves.
1: Yeah, well, you know, it's like, you know, like I said, you know, it's like sooner or later the world of William Gibson is going to come true, and they're going to start like digitally erasing cigarettes for movies just because they decide you know, it's sure like they we will, can't have yeah. this happen. Oh,
0: so. Casablanca with no cigarettes? Yeah,
1: that would be so bizarre. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They
0: can replace them with carrots. Yeah. Something stupid like that. You know that, or they'll just Walkie like you know take doggies. the word Nazi
1: yeah. out of like you know all World War II movies, and it's like we're just fighting those guys who aren't German because the Germans are nice people.
2: Mm-hmm. But the Russians yeah. will remain evil for yeah. inexplicable reasons. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. After that, let's move on to news. Okay. <laughs> All right, Wayne, I think you have some couple of news stories for yeah, us we've, today. Yeah, we've
1: got a couple of – yeah, actually not – Tons, it's tons been a nice slow week, which yeah. is
0: sometimes really nice. Yeah, in yeah. tons in of stuff industry. didn't actually happen.
1: Um, I'm, I'm going to be you know, it's like dragging out some Destiny news because I'm still playing that obsessively. Mm-hmm. So <sighs> yeah, I, I just found this out today. My my beloved loot cave has been nerfed.
0: So, so what was Actually, the okay, cave? so basically
1: a hotfix has just come in that's just fixed a bunch of things in Destiny. One of those things is what most Destiny players now infamously refer to as the loot cave because... It turned out that there was this one area where if you just hung back beyond a certain point, an infinite number of enemies were coming out. So you got a bunch of high-level players who were like, you know what, I don't want to go and play through these adventures. I'm just going to stand here with a bunch of other high-level players and just shoot these infinite low-level enemies. And the law of averages dictates that sooner or later, over the course of the next two hours, something good is going to drop. So instead of adventuring around in the rest of the game, they've just been shooting stuff in this cave. And Bungie didn't want people doing that anymore, so they've fixed it. And that's not happening, which makes me kind of sad. They've also fixed um, basically what they called the um, Ascendant... Um, Currency exploit with uh, a new thing that's happening in the game where there's a space queen and she Mm -hmm. was like, she was giving out like assignments. And you know, it's like when you completed these assignments for her, she would give you like legendary gear. So, what people were doing was, you know, it's like if they started doubling up on the legendary gear, they would just start dismantling some of it and it would turn into like high level crafting items because you
0: can't give your gear to other people, yeah, because
1: you can't trade stuff with other people. So, you know, it's like if I would get like a kick ass sniper rifle and you desperately wanted one, I could not give it to you, I would have to hold. On to it. Um, kind of odd. Yeah, so basically, they're just sort of fixing a bunch of stuff where they've seen that some of the clever players were figuring out ways around the system and they're like shaking their finger and going, no, no, no. And they're forcing us all to play on the straight and narrow again. Aww. Which is, you know, it's like making me sad, but on the other end, it's like, you know, oh well, um, you know, what are you going to do? They don't want you to cheat.
0: I'm excited though I get to start Destiny soon.
1: Yeah, you are going to start Destiny, and when that happens, PS4? I will I will
0: play with you. I
1: will Yay. play this game with you, and I will not shoot all the enemies.
0: Because I'm, I'm going to be on PS4, so we can actually play together. Yeah. So finally. Yeah. Maybe and f-
1: like you know, talk this time as opposed to like that one Borderlands time where all I could do was like you know jump and hop around. Yeah, kind to, like of you know, indicate things emotions. and like woof
0: woof woof Yeah. So. <laughs> and Phil won't play with us because yeah, will play Destiny.
2: I so. mean, I have no interest in that. No. Yeah. That's not my type of thing. It's a loot
1: game, so. Yeah. I like games
2: where stuff happens Call me crazy
1: so, like, yeah. yeah. Mario um, Kart. Yeah, okay, and okay yeah. See, this is our end, which brings us to, like, you know, the next bit of news I have. Okay, maybe I've got three news stories today. Okay. Um, the next bit of news is, this is just rumor, because um, a Rockstar representative was asked a question about what's going to be coming up in the new version of GTA V for the oh, PS4 yeah, yeah, yeah. and the PC, and, and he said a bunch of stuff, and then within minutes of him saying that that was, like, you know, deleted from the oh, interwebs, although people screenshot it. It's the
0: interweb. You yeah. can't erase anything. Yeah, exactly.
1: Exactly. yeah people screen him. but what he did say, which I guess he shouldn 't have, so that 's why everybody's treating this as rumors because there 's still no official confirmation beyond this, is that grand theft auto is. GTA 5 on the PS4 and PC and Xbox One is also now going to be including like a first-person view mode, Whoa. so you'll actually be able to drive the car and wander around in the streets in first person. So I can look into eyes the hooker's eyes. Man. and I'm about That's to beat what up. the guy said, and then, like I said, within minutes of him saying that, the comment was deleted. But everybody was screen capping the hell out of it, and saying it's like, "Confirm first-person view in GTA 5," but then it disappeared. So,
2: so can, that's, that's honestly enough to make me buy it. You can stare
0: yeah. into the eyes of the hooker you're about to beat yeah, up,
2: and if it means that, like uh, now when you're shooting and doing those action missions it's in first person mode with advanced oh. aiming techniques
1: so we'll oh, see how it goes crap. you know it's like again it's rumor because yeah. the comment was deleted within minutes so we don't know whether that was like a patch that's coming down the line or whether this yeah. is something they were hoping to surprise people with when the game launched with like surprise this first-person view want to buy it now you bastard and well, then people will be like that's true yeah
2: yeah I guess I do yeah, so man if they do that so we that's don't know for me yeah um now I am assuming they mentioned nothing about possi- the possibility of dlc no
1: nope. uh there, there there was nothing coming in that that particular remark was just like you know, cost the, shouldn't have been yeah sent. like you know new mechanical additions. they didn't talk about like the expansions I mean you know they're coming everybody knows that they're coming yeah but, but. my
2: concern is whether or not they're coming for the ps3 oh okay because I, mean, I want my zombies for Halloween.
1: Oh, I mean, odds are they will be coming yeah. on the PS3. It's just, you know, it's like it'll be coming on the PS4 as well. For all we know, it'll be bundled in with the PS4. Oh, yeah, version. no, that's
2: what I would assume would happen. I'm just hoping that yeah. if, if this zombie, Halloween themed mm-hmm. zombie DLC is real, yeah. I just won't play it. For is Halloween. there also, I because,
1: because I haven't played gta 5 yet is there also like ufo stuff in the original game
2: uh there was some um okay. but not to the extent that was shown in that
1: okay yeah because i was looking at that trailer and it's like oh okay so ufo abductions are yeah. happening too and
2: like, so, like yeah. i said i didn't know whether that was for in sure. the original game yeah or not, i mean so. like most of the stuff you see in that is from the original game mm-hmm. the ufo stuff and that one brief shot of zombies are completely new so i'm just okay. hoping that right. that is a dlc released for halloween a, la a dead mm-hmm. redemption however i have no idea it would be amazing if all of a sudden one t- one Tuesday I turn yeah. on my PlayStation and Do
0: I can down- it, I can DLC
2: download this stuff. Yeah, yeah that would be because I mean it's like you know great.
1: Yeah, because odds are that if they're showing that in the trailer for the PS Four Xbox One versions, then it's yeah. probably just bundled into those versions. Yeah, I'm totally
2: assuming one. that. The only question yeah. is whether or not it's only going to be available on the PS Four.
1: Oh, I, there's no way that they're going to like you know lock out the Three Sixty Three. I, the I think they games. might
2: simply to encourage people to buy mm. the new edition.
1: That's. I, I think that all no like, I I think that all they're going to do is that they're just going to be jerks about it and they're going to like, you know, charge some uncomfortable price point for it yeah. on the PS three and Xbox three sixty and then say, but it's bundled for free when you buy the PS4 and yeah. the Xbox One versions. But, if, so, if,
2: but as long as it comes out for the PS3 yeah. first, then that's fine. So, you know, it's like, yeah. It,
1: it's just it's probably going to cost like $15 or $20 or something like that. Or yeah, it's like the PS4 guys will if be like, like, no, like, you just get it with the game. If it's like a so, where it's yeah. like
2: a whole additional game, yeah. then I'll pick Then, the
1: you know, Xbox $15 or $20. Four, okay, nothing. Yeah.
2: Anywho, what's your third story? One? Okay,
1: my third story. This one actually makes me sad. So the... Um, Sales figures are in for um, Bayonetta two yeah. in Japan, yeah. and like yeah. okay, so for context, when Bayonetta one hit in Japan and it was a multi platform title on the PS three and the Xbox three hundred and sixty, that thing sold like over two hundred thousand copies. So that's you know pretty respectable. Yeah. Um, actually, it was more like over five hundred thousand copies. Uh, no, 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 no. It's a, no. It was it was two hundred thousand. Okay, but then now been at a two as a Wii exclusive. First week sales, well, first week and a half because it actually dropped in the middle of the week in Japan. So, total for a week and a half sales is like 38,000. Mm. Which is like, not, wah, wah, wah. not a lot of money. No. I mean, it's like, and Nintendo was hoping that this would, you know, be one of those titles approved. See, see, we're not just about the Nintendo-only Mario games, and of course, mm. Platinum kept saying this game wouldn't have even been possible if Nintendo hadn't saved us by actually being willing to pay for the game. Yeah. And now they've gone and done it, and those sales figures are like abysmal. And I, I, don't know how it's going to do when it finally, you know, hits here in the West. Yeah, I mean, it's like you know, some of the other outlets they've already like you know played import versions at like Edge. Um, yeah. You know, they're pretty harsh
2: reviewers. Yeah.
0: They
1: gave it a 10.
2: Really? Yeah. They were just like... Oh, if it's a great game, we'll catch on.
0: Not um, always. It doesn't always work.
2: Yeah, we'll we'll,
1: we'll we'll see how it goes. I mean... I can't
0: think of any off the top oh, of my head. Oh, interesting. But one, it's a Wii U exclusive, so even if it's a great game, people aren't going to buy a Wii U just to play it.
2: Yeah, but there's also the Wii U... People are starved for content, so it's great though.
0: Yeah, but there's not that many.
1: Yeah, but see, that's the thing. You would have thought the same thing in Japan, and yet it didn't happen with those week one sales. It was just like. There's a lot of people out there with Wii U's in Japan, but
2: for sure they didn't but, want to buy Bayonetta two for sure. But Bayonetta. what I'm saying is, if it gets out, it might catch on. Yeah. Maybe things will catch up. I mean, obviously, it's never going to be a hit on the scale yeah. Bandai.
1: I mean, one, I guess, one of the other things um, that some people are claiming is that it was also sent out to die since it was going up against like Super Smash Brothers. Oh yeah, yeah. well, was like, there you go. And you know, everybody was just like, "No, <laughs> it's just like I have no idea."
2: So I wouldn't realize, yeah, things can still catch on, but obviously this is bad. Mm-hmm. A bad sign.
1: It is a bad sign, yeah. 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 So, you know, that that does make me sad because it's like the first bin is a brilliant third-person action game, and yeah. I was expecting that from what I played of the second one, it was also looking quite promising. Yeah. Yeah, it's... It's go always, away. like, a little disheartening when you see, you know, it's, like, good games with people that worked hard on them not get the recognition that they deserve. Yeah. So this, this story kind of bummed me out. Well, we'll see what but, happens. Yeah. It ain't over
2: yet. Uh, Damn it. Yeah, it's, it's
1: not. But, I mean, I guess you could have said the same thing about, like, you know, Darksiders or Kingdoms of Amalur and all of those other games, which actually reviewed pretty well, but people didn't go out and buy
2: them. Yeah. And see, droves, we had examples. So, yes, but these weren't ten games, were they? No, they weren't. But um, they were the recognizable franchise. No, the they weren't.
1: They needs. weren't recognizable franchises. But yeah. that's the thing. And neither is Bayonetta. It's like, you know, Bayonetta's got a small niche, you know, group of fans. But Absolutely. It's, but it still,
2: it yeah. still has less of an uphill battle to face. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is, I'm mean, trying to inject a little positivity into your life, Wayne. That's yeah. all.
1: We'll see how it goes. But, uh, <laughs> yeah.
2: Alrighty. Uh, okay. So I'll I'll dive in with some news stories of my own now. Um, My Like I created them. These are ones that I found that I had nothing to do with. No, no, you made these new stories. Um, You (laughs)
1: made these new stories. You walked into the studios and said, this is happening, and they're like, okay, Phil, we're going to listen to you.
2: No, no, no. Um, So first up, uh, Alex Winter, uh, best known for playing Bill in the Bill & Ted franchise. Um, Bill S.
1: Preston, Esquire. Esquire, absolutely. That's right. Um,
2: They've been talking about the possibility of Bill & Ted 3 for a long time now. However, everyone was mumming the details as to what it were. However, in an email with Yahoo this week. He finally he talked sent an a little, email to Yahoo. Sorry, in an interview in Yahoo this week. Oh, okay. Week, he finally uh, talked a little bit about what it was about, and I think it sounds kind of fun. The idea would be that it would pick up with Bill and Ted as middle-aged men, obviously. Okay. Obviously. Um, and uh, but the idea would be that uh, they're just st- just stoner losers like they were in the first ones, and they never saved the world, even though by now they were supposed to have. And, oh my god. Yeah. And um, and, and the like um. Much like how the original one had a time travel gimmick and yeah. the um, the second one had a heaven-hell gimmick. No. The gimmick with this one would be them exploring alternate realities and seeing what oh, the, okay. where they could have been. Mm-hmm. The alternate futures where had they had they saved the world, had other things happened. So it would be a variety of different where are Bill and Ted now uh, comedy, which I think sounds really clever and fun. Mm-hmm. And I could totally go for that.
1: So – it's a wonderful life with Bill and Ted kind of yeah, yeah but a few Except wonderful that, you know, it's Like in- instead of Jimmy Stewart it's like Bill and Ted yeah yeah yeah, yeah alright
2: pretty much well. yeah so that sounded really clever to me now whether or not Bill and Ted 3 ever happens <laughs> who knows but uh, I, I like the idea, at least. that. Uh, no, I mean, I have, it's like, yeah, yeah that,
1: that idea sounds most excellent. That does. is neither bogus nor heinous. It does sound it, yeah, most excellent. Yeah. And I, I actually, would party
2: on with that. And so. I even almost prefer Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey to Excellent Adventure. I think those are really damn good movies.
1: I like them both, but yeah. I still prefer Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure just because it walked this amazing line of, like, brilliant stupidity. Yeah. Because you have to be smart to come up with something as stupid as Who is Joan of Arc? Noah's wife. Oh, That's like you know. Absolutely.
2: It's like you have to have a certain amount of intelligence favorite, to come up with a favorite, joke yeah, that. Yeah, my dumb. favorite joke like that is when they call Socrates so So
1: Yeah, that was Which great,
2: is yeah. a joke, which is a stupid joke, but a mm-hmm. joke that you have to not only know who Socrates is to get, mm-hmm. but you have to know how to spell Socrates. Yeah. and that's tricky that's, yep. there's a lot going on there for one dumb mispronunciation joke and I love that but I think Bogus Journey has the same deal because Bogus Journey has like a seventh seal sequence
1: that's how also many, true how how many, when they were playing Battleship yeah. with
2: death I was yeah, just like yeah. oh my god yeah. this is genius yeah. how many stupid comedies reference yeah. uh, Arcane, Clue. 50s yeah. Swedish art films yeah. And that's playing yes. and
1: playing Clue yeah. with death yeah, yeah, where yeah, it's yeah. like I think Colonel Mustard <laughs> did it exactly. in the library with the candlestick,
2: with the candlestick. <laughs> absolutely the Station and yeah. God damn, those movies are funny. Yep. So uh, yeah, and like when I say, I, I like say it's not that I hate the first one. I think they're just, I think they're two of the best comedies of their era. Yeah. No,
1: it's like Napoleon going to Waterloo water slides. Yeah. It was just, totally. Yeah, yeah. again, that's, I yeah. haven't seen them
0: in so long. And I thought you had to they, go back. I, and I watch have them. the Blu-ray. Yeah, <laughs> I, I have them on DVD. actually. I, I
2: have the Blu-ray. Me too. Yeah, but Bogus Journey hasn't come out on Blu-ray. Yeah, it God hasn't, willing one no. day. But yeah, no, they're they're fantastic. So I and I like that idea. So I hope I hope they do eventually it, make it. it. I don't think it's
1: impossible. It really makes me happy that you know over the years. Keanu Reeves has warmed up to Ted. Because, I mean, for a while there, yeah, he was he just was like, his mortal fear was that he was going to die and his epitaph was going to be, he yeah. played Ted Theodore yeah, Logan. Yeah, but no, now, he's now, just now just it's like, going be, he no. played Neo. Yeah, 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 he, yeah. Does, he doesn't feel so bad about it. And course, that's good. And they're great movies. Yeah. There's nothing
2: to be embarrassed about. Them. Yeah. Um, he's so, done much worse. Yeah. He certainly has. Like no, I mean, it's been. like,
1: yeah, Bill and Ted were most triumphant. And they were, indeed.
2: Do so, you have any more lines you'd like to say, Wayne?
1: Um... No, I think that, that's about <laughs> it, isn't it? Yeah, is, is, yeah, I think you got That's, most that's about in. all of the big I think, ones. I yeah, think you got right? most yeah. of them. in. So, uh,
2: yeah. that was fun. Yeah. So uh, next. Oh wait, one. wait!
1: No, they yeah. were quite savory movies. Ooh, so there we go.
2: That's delicious, it, yeah. delicious. <laughs> All right, so the next thing I heard is that um, uh, Fox has confirmed the Deadpool movie is a go. It's going to come out in 2016. Yeah,
0: it's supposed to be PG. Um,
2: with the same director who did that uh, short that we okay. watched in the summer that was fantastic. Actually, no, that hasn't been decided yet. They're currently debating. I thought they
0: announced that they were going to do a PG. No,
2: nope, no, no. The director oh I read today in an interview, they're currently debating with the studio as to whether or not it will be PG-13 or no. R-rated. Our... I think it would be totally, po- I mean, obviously I prefer an R-rated movie. obviously it's Deadpool yeah totally but I think it would be totally possible to do PG-13 simply because you know you would just have to you know he could still dismember people but as long as they're aliens or zombies or whatnot you can get away with more
0: well you know what Phil we actually have an editorial on the site right now about this
2: oh how timely yes Yeah.
0: actually he examines that there are other movies that got away without an R rating that are still pretty good and Sin City being one of them I believe
2: no, SimCity no, Sim was r was, totally was it totally r-, 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 r? That's rated. what I yeah,
0: saw. Totally it was like, r- wait a second. R-rated.
2: Yeah. No, that's a Canadian ratings board thing, where they'll go easy on a movie like SimCity and give it a 14 movie because they know the audience is teenage boys and they, want to, they, they are so willing to. I keep
0: forgetting that we have a different rating system exactly, in the States, right? Exactly,
2: because is, R-R rating is basically NC-17. So they only trot that out if it's like a hostel or something like that. Otherwise, if they if it's a movie where they recognize that it's silly and we should aim it at kids like a Sin City, they'll go 14A. But, uh, yeah, so uh, anyway, I'm just excited that it's happening. I like that it's director of that short. That worked really well. We can only assume that it will also be Ryan Reynolds. And, uh, yeah, hopefully they win this R-rated battle because if they did it right, that could well, be I a
1: mean, uh, It fun, really fun just crazy. comes down to the script and whether it's actually funny or not. Absolutely. Because if that's somebody's sitting there looking at it and going, he's like, you know what? I think we can learn a lot from Christopher Nolan's Batman and the yeah. Man of Steel and making this dark and great and serious. Anyway. Do
2: that. The Marvel movies are the dominant tone now. Yeah, it's that's a true. Movie. Yeah. And also, and also, I think the time's right at uh, Fan Expo this year. It was mostly Deadpool costumes. That was number one for that's some okay. reason. The pe- popularity of Deadpool is peaking, so they should sneak right in, grab that, and also those uh, Brian Posehn comics have been fantastic. Hopefully, they get some of the comedy out of that so anyway that's coming that's a thing next up um
1: i'm still happy about this bill and ted announcement i know I just it, like man it's know, like okay it now now happen. i'm just like counting the days till christmas or in this case yeah. the release of bill and ted yeah Day. hopefully it happens
2: yeah. well i just like i always like the idea of them talking about it hearing the concept knowing that it's as like clever as the original man anyway i don't want to get myself too excited in case it never. Happens. it's too late for me
1: i'm over i excited. know i'm done. hyped
2: you're done buddy <laughs> yeah. All right, so next up, um, X-Men Apocalypse, moving right along, trucking, if you will. Who's uh, directing that again? Brian Singer. Oh, he's confirmed. still directing. He's okay, be, Yep, right. he, that's officially confirmed this week. He signed okay. on. He's coming back. And there was also a brief interview that I read some quotes from with the screenwriter uh, Simon Ginsberg, who wrote on uh, Days of Future Past and First Class, and he said it's going to continue in the uh, First Class uh, continuity, so it'll be Fassbender and uh, McAvoy again. This one's going to take place in the 80s. It's going to have an '80s setting, okay. And they're going to introduce uh, Storm, Cyclops, Cyclops, and Jean Grey with new actors playing. Okay,
0: new actors. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: So this is a chance to try and make Cyclops interesting exactly. again, exactly. since they continually fail to make Cyclops interesting. Exacto
2: mundo. Hmm. So I'm up for that. Yeah. I like Maybe Gene Grey can have red hair this time. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I like this historical fiction angle. They've been going on it with different time yeah. periods. So now it's like, it's yeah, the Reagan working. era. Oh, that's well, going to be terrifying, well, man. The X-Men in the Reagan well, era.
1: Wait a minute. I read the X-Men in the Reagan well, era. Well, yes, so that's what I was going yeah, to say. Be. Is
2: What's interesting yeah. about it is that was kind of 80s and 90s as yeah. peak popularity for yeah. X-Men. That's yeah. when that book hit its stride.
1: It was, yeah. the, it was the Claremont period. It was like doing the Phoenix stuff and all that. Exactly.
2: So that's kind of fun that it's X-Men in that world because yeah. in first class they did pay some homage to the original 60s X-Men with the yellow and black suits and so forth Yeah, and the uh, civil rights movement setting for so the so wait man it's like
1: Storm is going to be running around with like her black bikini outfit just like she did if in it's the
2: set in the 80s crazy. it wouldn't be out of place to have trashy 80s fashion yeah now, that's wouldn't true it? yeah so, or maybe uh,
1: her like Mohawk outfit that was uh, like, you know, that was I know pretty I, nutty. they better yeah. not do that
2: in live action ever. You can't take that seriously. <laughs> that was hilarious. But um, but anyway, I um, I'm I'm really quite pleased with this. I like uh, I like I. Well, I, anything I like with
1: Fassbender going. in it is automatically like you know what? Michael Fassbender is right, and all of you are wrong. It's a step so up. A, in
2: fact, yeah. This week, I didn't have this written down, but I read that uh, Fassbender might be in the new Quentin Tarantino western. Oh, okay. Which I would be well, yeah, 110%. A, yeah,
1: Tarantino knows what to do with Fastbender. Yeah. And so.
2: anyway, that X-Men flick's moving along. No surprise, since uh, Days of Future Past was easily the most successful X-Men movie of all time. Still haven't watched it. Uh, oh, you got to <laughs> do that. It's goddamn good. Yeah. It's coming out on Blu-ray, I think, this month. So yeah. <laughs> you can catch up on it at home. I will catch up a- on it at home. I
0: I caught up with Godzilla already. I think Wayne's like, a little uh, behind with some other stuff, yeah.
2: too. was not it better in the movie theater, though? uh the answer no, is yes, Wayne. No, the because yes.
0: yeah, there, there were fewer annoying people.
1: So, Wayne, actually, there were no annoying people. So that was nice.
2: Yeah, Wayne, you, not
1: you need to not hate people too much.
0: Look, he hates going to movie theaters. You don't want to play with people online. You both hate people.
1: Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Says the guy that doesn't like multiplayer games. So,
0: with people he knows. Yeah, <laughs>
2: That's just weird. It's weird. Um, All right. uh, Next up, uh, Ridley Scott was asked about Prometheus two this week, and he said. there will be no xenomorphs. He thinks the aliens are done, that four movies was plenty. He only said four, even though they're technically six because they're Alien vs. Predators. Perhaps he didn't see those. Um, Perhaps not. He said, you know, he said that there's nothing creepy that can be done with the, uh, with the xenomorphs, which is ridiculous. So, what
0: the hell is going to happen?
2: And he claims that he has his own ideas for what the monsters will be. Yeah, which, sure. Which, based he does. on the last movie, will, they'll be shitty. Yep. So, um, (laughs) so yeah, that officially uh, kills my interest in that. If I had any left, I'm still gonna watch it. Oh, I'll watch it. Don't yeah. get me wrong. It's just I, oh yeah, you
1: kind of have to watch oh, it because you've yeah, got to sure. review it. So. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. but
2: I. But at least I mean, we're going to make you watch yeah. it. Yeah, so, but at least they yeah. know in advance it's going to suck rather than last time. It, might not. So yeah, it might not. It might It I will. mean, Prometheus one had a couple good scenes. Yeah. That that uh, uh, autopsy. I mean,
1: this this could end up being fantastic. like you know Gladiator all no. over again, no. where he gets like Joaquin no. Phoenix in there and
2: no no, and what's what's her face, Naomi? Reply, reply I never know.
1: Repatchi, it, whatever bad. you know, it's like yeah, it's her not standing ripat- there, you know, it's like in her spacesuit, going maybe, like, "Are you
2: not entertained? Are you not entertained?" Ridley Scott's made three good movies; so. the rest have been garbage. And uh, anyone who says otherwise has not been paying attention. Um never those three movies are masterpieces? Are, are
1: you counting Legend as one of those three? No, that movie's
2: garbage. <laughs> the, ti- Tim Curry, <laughs> Tim is the Tim Curry, Tim Curry is Tim Curry is the devil is amazing. Don't get me wrong. Okay, but that movie overall is garbage. No, so al- alien, I was assuming it's like alien. alien Blade Runner or? and Gladiator Gladiator okay. those are masterpieces all right. the rest all suck to varying degrees some are better than like others like
1: Tom Cruise and Unicorns <laughs> yeah yeah. In the, I just I said agree. that in the same I, sentence I, Tom Cruise and Unicorns no Wayne I
2: agree it's legendary no so. I agree Wayne no. Tom Cruise and Unicorns yeah. that's exactly so, why, why that movie just, sucks um, so, anyway, uh, next up, uh, Liam Neeson had a big week for sequel announcements. He'll be in Taken 3, which Ugh. is spelled T A K 3 N.
0: Oh, God. For reasons
2: best known to the, to oh, the people I... who came up with it.
0: We for already know it's going to be best bad. best known no, to people
2: in 1998. It's not. It's going to be... No, so. be fantastic. No, Taken it's not. and Taken 2 are the greatest. Taken 2 is horrible. Taken 2 is hilarious. Did you see the scene when he taught his daughter how to find him with a grenade and a piece of string and a map?
0: I love the fact that the, the wife got a cut like this big and she passed out I after know. a second. Oh the was, hell? <laughs>
2: wasn't it funny? Jesus, it was funny. Listen, I'm not saying that it's good in the way that the people who made it intended it to be. No, clearly it's a failure <laughs> it's a good on laugh. that level, but it's it is laugh. hilarious. Yeah, but and it's I'm considered sure. it to actually be good. Take Thricken. Take uh should be hopefully
0: thrican?
2: as magically thrican? insane as that, and he'll also be in Ted too because why not? Um, and then finally, the most entertaining... Wait, who, wait,
0: wait. They're making another
2: Ted movie? Absolutely they are. That's the most successful R-rated comedy of all time, though. Really? Yeah. I made the most money by far.
0: Actually, I didn't mind it,
2: though. Um, It's funny. It is. Um, so, uh, yep. So he's got... Uh, yeah, Liam Neeson's career is j- is right on track for that Oscar he's been going for with Taken 3. In now, if only
1: him. he would reprise his role as oh. Qui-Gon Jinn. It's like all would be right with the world.
2: Please never speak of that again. Yeah. Um, and finally, my favorite story—my uh, favorite news story this week actually goes off that because it's a Star Wars-related story. Um, this is Ryan Johnson, who's uh, writing currently writing the sequel. He also made Looper and Brick and oh, right, okay. directed a yeah. few of the best episodes of Breaking Bad. He's one of my favorite filmmakers right now. He, he did this really interesting uh, sort of podcast interview thing where it was him and Terry Gilliam. Um, it was supposed to be him interviewing Terry Gilliam, but Terry Gilliam ended up uh, interviewing Ryan Johnson for a good chunk of it. And at one point, uh, Terry Gilliam said, what are you working on? Not having read all the news stories about him working on a Star Wars movie, and Ryan Johnson's like, oh, I'm working on Star Wars. And Terry Gilliam was like, oh my god, what could that be like? And Ryan Johnson said it's the most fun he's ever had writing something, which I'm very excited about. He said that the producers are giving the young directors like himself remarkable freedom um, on the project. And what he said that I really like, that I never considered before, is that for the people of his generation... Um, They grew up with the Star Wars action figures, as Wayne, I'm sure you can relate to. Oh, yeah. I had the original run of the Kenner action figures. Of course. Of course. And he said he realized while writing the script that his first sort of storytelling was playing with the original Star Wars toys and action figures and playsets. And as a filmmaker now, working on this new movie is like him getting to do that in the grandest possible scale with... You know, This seems Mark like the appropriate career.
1: perspective to take. Doesn't that yeah. sound great? Yeah.
2: So, yeah, reading that really made me feel good about at least his movie. Who knows how J.J.'s is going to turn out with the rush release date and the mm-hmm. crippled Harrison Ford. But, um, yeah, I, I nothing made me more excited with his new Star Wars movies than Ray Johnson being involved. And the fact that he has that amount of freedom is having that much fun. And it is touching his uh, Star Wars action figure child soul. Uh, makes me very happy about yep. things.
1: He's probably still got them locked away in a collector's case somewhere. Yeah, the original plastic that, that and vinyl
2: Yeah, Vader uh, collector's case. Yeah, that one, yeah. We can only help. We can only help. Do you still have any Star Wars fingers, Mark?
1: Uh, they're in a basement yeah. somewhere I've out got there. An, I've got an AT-AT. Oh, my God, really? Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, when I was jealous. a kid,
1: we all just <laughs> befriended the one kid in the neighborhood that nobody liked, but he had the remote-control sandcrawler. Oh, nice. So you kind of had to be nice yeah, to him because yeah, yeah, he had yeah, access yeah. to that. So it's like, yeah, nobody really liked the kid, but yeah, he had the sandcrawler. Sand yeah, So you had to play with it. Yeah, so, yeah, I, yeah.
2: Felt, I fell in love with Star Wars kind of the perfect time because it was just before the special editions came out, oh, okay. so right before the second wave of toys. Mm-hmm. So I could actually go around to flea markets. Yeah, and I still I, get
1: the old Kenner. Exactly. You know, so I
2: believe yeah. I got my AT-AT, which is complete and functional for a life. Like fifteen bucks, something like that. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it worked yeah. out well. Um so yeah. Mel, do you have any Star Wars toy stories to share?
0: I don't really care for
2: Star Wars. All oh much. Mel, you need to grow up. You um, have a lot
0: of Star Trek toys?
2: Oh Mel
0: Mel Mel. I mean
1: Star Trek's all right, but you know, Star Wars. Yeah,
2: like you pick lightsabers. A, I, freaking lightsabers. You right? picked the a, wrong side of the war, yeah. Mel.
0: I don't mind Star Wars, you know four, five, and six. Well, yeah, that's but, what we're talking
2: about, Mel. I know, but I Star just Wars didn't,
0: movies. when I was a kid, I didn't really care to collect Star Wars toys all that much. I preferred Star Trek.
2: Well, you wanted the, the action figures of the characters that talk all the time, not I told the you, Star of the characters Wh- fight. I don't like Star Wars. Yeah, so, so would you have them talk about, like, uh, their feelings? Yeah, their feelings. and yeah. uh, Reversing Vulcan the polarity
1: of the stuff? phase inverter exactly. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. blah just, yeah. you know? That sounds
2: like fun, Mel. You must have been great to play with. Um,
0: I like the explanation that Star Trek brings. Star Wars is more political, that's why I always favorite No, stuff. you're thinking of
2: the prequels. Uh, Star Wars is pure entertainment it's, with no intellect. It
0: is pure entertainment, but I didn't really like... Like, I didn't take to Leia. I didn't take to Luke. I just didn't care.
1: You didn't like Han Solo?
0: <sighs> he's okay.
1: Han Solo. Han freaking Solo.
0: <laughs> I'm not just, saying he's bad. I just... Okay. I was a Star Trek kid. Yeah,
2: okay. But that makes no sense based on your argument because the Star Trek characters are so much more boring in one note.
0: Uh, when I was young, Voyager was playing, though.
2: Oh, so you responded to the woman in charge.
0: No, Tom Paris.
2: Sure. Sure, Mel. Who's a better sure. Han Solo. No, he's not. Don't be... That's outrageous, Mal. That's outrageous. I hope we, you get hate mail for that.
0: I probably will. I, right?
2: God willing. God
0: willing. I have nothing against Star Wars except one, two, and three, which yeah, I actually only garbage. saw one and then but gave up. Don't, but we,
2: we don't... Those don't count, Mal. I just didn't That's like the decided. characters.
0: I didn't... I took a lot better to Voyager than yeah. I did well, to Did
1: you always... see that, that one Logan's online webcomic from like a week or two back? Uh, mm-hmm. A couple of animals were like, you know, sitting on a sofa. Yeah. One older animal and one younger animal. And... The uh, younger animal was like, you know, was like, wow, these Star Wars movies are great. Episodes four, five, and six. And he was like, yeah, they are great, aren't mm-hmm. they? And then the kid was like, are there any more? The guy thought about it, no. Yeah,
2: <laughs> definitely not. it was yeah. like, this is the correct answer. Those movies are heartbreaking, but in a way I appreciate it simply because I was super into Star Wars when I was a kid and had toys and costumes and so forth. And um, uh, because those prequels sucked so much, I, I, I stopped buying Star Wars toys and things. And um, had I... Like Star Trek, I'd probably still be a Trekkie, and that would be like an unfortunate side of my personality. So I'm actually, in a way, really grateful for George Lucas for fucking those up so much because it came at the perfect age for me to stop collecting Star Wars stuff. Okay. So I actually appreciate that. As it gave a you an opportunity
1: choice. to strive towards respectability. Exactly. He allowed than me to away spread away my from.
2: wings and find oh. other things, okay. and I really nice. appreciate. I know he didn't intend that. Okay. But I appreciate what he did. Okay, that's that for news.
0: Thank you, Phil. Mm-hmm. To be fair, I did watch Star Trek with my dad, so it probably has a lot of nostalgia.
2: Oh, for I see, I see. Okay, so I when mean, you
1: bring family into it, then it's like,
2: you know, mm-hmm. all right. Yeah, and I don't mean to make Star Trek sound like garbage. It's just, um, yeah, you, you had to pick a team growing up. You couldn't like both. It was Trek. like the Beatles and Rolling Stones. You had to decide. Can I be on, run.
0: like, the side of Logan's Run? No.
2: You can like Logan's Run. I actually it's actually Run. Yeah. But that's not what this is about. No,
0: Are you talking about
1: it. like the TV series or the
0: movie? No, no the movie.
2: Okay. That's just like you know the way you have to pick Marvel or DC. Like there Dark was Horse and, exists, yeah. certainly, yeah. And I was but it's a DC not really kid. within the, yeah. the debate. But, but there, there
0: was anyway. a TV
1: series. Did you ever actually see it? I've
0: never actually seen the TV okay, series. Yeah. No,
1: I, only, I only remember a few episodes here and there, but I actually do remember watching the original run of the Logan's Run TV series when it was broadcast yeah. on TV. So.
2: See, I had no idea that there even was. My yeah, dad is was. a
0: huge yeah. sci-fi geek. So when I was yeah. growing up, he exposed me to Star Wars, Star Trek, Logan's Run, all that stuff. But the thing is with Star Trek is since he was more into Star Trek, I ended up being more into Star Trek. So yeah. he collected no, all the tapes. No, you don't have to justify
2: it. Stuff. I didn't mean to be that harsh. I don't want to make you feel bad. It's cool the you like You
0: Star make Trek. me feel bad every week, Phil. <laughs> but I do it in a loving joke way. I am A loving
2: joking way um, yeah that's cool did you ever watch um, fuck what's it called the one with Bruce Dern where he's alone in the god how am I blanking on the title for this because it's so good um, he is uh, there's uh, all the or all the plants on earth have died and they sang oh, Silent Running and, yes Silent Running yeah. thank you did you ever see Silent Running I don't think so good lord is good you'd love it It's like all the plants on Earth have died. There's one one spaceship that uh, they've sent towards the sun containing the last plants on Earth. Bruce Dern plays a sort of futuristic hippie who's in charge of taking care of them while everyone else on the ship are just kind of douchebags. And then they get a call from the government... Uh, well, from the corporation that owns the ship saying they're closing down the program, they're going to let all the plants die, and Bruce Dern goes insane and stays on the ship by himself to die with Well, the he's not
1: alone. He's got robot pals. He has
2: two robot buddies. Huey and yeah, Dewey. Huey and Dewey. <laughs> and they're robot costumes designed for people missing limbs so they're really really good and work well oh you, you would love it Mel it's I fantastic
1: some, yeah. some really amazing practical effects yeah, yeah. going on well, yeah, it's, we, directed, I mean, it's, it's from the
2: 70s it's from the 70s and it's directed by Douglas Turnbull who did both um, the special Space effects Space Odyssey, for 2001 and Blade Runner
1: Close Encounters Blade Runner and Close
2: Encounters or, yeah. yeah special effects genius yeah. so See, it looks amazing picking
0: movies in my household growing up was difficult because my mom is not into sci-fi and my dad doesn't want to watch whatever my mom wants to watch so it was interesting
2: that stinks Mel I generally the way picking movies in my house worked growing up was that my parents would pick a movie and then I would go down the basement yeah. and watch my own
0: no well my parents pick a movie and then I just didn't watch those so it would either be my dad and I watching something like Logan's Run which my mom hated yeah. or some black and white comedy that my mom and I would watch so yeah. like the Fuller Brush Girl which my dad didn't care yeah. for so. worst
2: Lady Eve ever
0: with uh, Barbara Stanwyck and Henry Fonda. I don't we're getting know. off
2: topic. We shouldn't get into 40s comedies. Mel, well, you and I can have this conversation at another time. It's more
0: interesting st- than we're hearing about Wayne playing more Destiny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because that's all I can talk about. So yeah,
2: I just don't think the listeners are into uh, black and white screwball comedy. Don't
0: comedies, judge our I, audience. Uh,
2: yeah. Don't judge our audience. You're the ones that told them that, uh, That you know what, let's not get into yes. behind-the-scenes squabbles. Yeah. Yeah. Um all right, should I do movies for this week? Suffice right. to say, they're, they're
1: not going to care about breakfast at Tiffany's, even though I do enormously. Yeah, they although really? that movie's
2: racist, Wayne. Yeah. Doesn't that specifically bother you?
1: I find it hilariously <laughs> racist. Yeah, it's like, I love that racism. It that, a, the whole Miss Go thing, yeah. just like it cracks me up every it time I see it. It is a charming, innocent yeah. racism. I'll give you that. It's <laughs> like when
0: mm-hmm. Shirley Temple, yeah. you know, tap dances with Sidney Poitier. Or yeah. Mm-hmm. Charming. Yeah.
1: I find it endlessly amusing now. It's like, yeah, it's it's quaintly racist. Yeah. If such a phrase can apply, it's quaintly, it's quaintly, quaintly racist. Yeah, it's
2: just distracting because the, the rest yeah, of, is the, rest of the West. Listen, I'm already mm-hmm. doing it myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the movies, like, you know, kind of still holds up and like yeah. would work but as a charming drama. Up, get but to, then, yeah. yeah, Mickey Rooney comes in yeah. and... All right. So this week's movies. Um, Box Trolls. Yes. We'll talk Box Trolls first. It's a new movie by Laika. They're the stop motion animation company formed by Henry Selick. Um, they've done Coraline and Paranorman so far, which and are fantastic. Have you seen both, those? Mal, you'd like both of those, Mel? you I love
1: both of them. So yeah, what what great, company was he originally with when he was doing like Nightmare Before Christmas? It was essentially
2: independent. He was bringing in, like he had a team of animators. They okay. weren't really a company. Oh, wow. Um, like they formed on Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. They then went on to do James and the Giant Peach. Right, and okay. James and the Giant Peach failed so much that they, Essentially, dissolve. It's a giant okay. peach. Um, no kid wants
0: to watch about a giant it's, ama-
2: it's an amazing movie. Don't get me wrong. It is I an love amazing movie. I love no, it. I, I did it like just James and the it. It just peach. basically killed off them having feature animation. They still did a lot of commercials and stuff, but yeah. obviously that's a smaller crew. I,
1: I guess the only issue with James of the Giant Peach was that it might have been like too faithful to the source material because I looked at it and was like, I pretty much remember all this stuff from the book, sure, man. <laughs> sure. This is like really close
2: for sure. And so, and ultimately, um, and that's actually a good uh, connecting point for Box Trolls because mm-hmm. I actually found Box Trolls to have that same. Uh, Old doll, darkly oh, okay. comedic, gothic uh, children's story sensibility, which I love, but it's definitely not the sort of fluffy Disney thing that kids like to take, that well, parents like to take. Get to, get when the
0: I went to see take. Coraline, I was kind of surprised at some of how little the it's, kids were in yeah, there. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you know what? Wouldn't have brought my six-year-old to see this. No, yeah. I would.
2: It's amazing.
0: Well, I, I would, personally, because yeah. my kids grew up in a household, yeah, but that's yeah. normal, but yeah, some yeah, of those yeah. kids, mm-mm.
2: But they would love it more than anything. That's my point.
0: No, it's not the kids, kids in the love were crying.
2: that. Oh, I know, but they I guarantee they remembered it more than
0: They probably haunted them. It's gonna haunt them for the next ten years, and then they'll sure. have some weird obsession with it afterwards.
2: For sure. And that's how it should be. So anyway, box trolls.
0: Simon Peggs in it. That's weird.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it as a very it's basically a it has a very British sensibility. Based on a British book, pretty well all British cast. It uh, takes place in the town of Cheese Cheesebridge, um, which is a sort of uh has a indeterminable time period that's somewhere between the medieval age and the industrial age Um, the town is haunted by box trolls who uh, the evil dastardly villain of the town voiced by Ben Kingsley has convinced everyone are evil and wrong and awful and we can't go out at night because they're terrifying but in reality the box trolls who are indeed trolls that wear boxes um, are kind of like Santa's elves and they go around and fix things that are broken and clean up garbage and try to help people Um, So, But there's this misconception mainly because uh, the evil Ben Kingsley villain wants to join uh, the aristocratic cheese-eating society, um, even though he's allergic to cheese, which leads to some of the greatest imagery in the film when he eats cheese and the animators go nuts with these disgusting... so is this uh, stop reactions. motion or is this... It is it is stop is. motion. This is, this is all stop motion. motion.
0: Yeah. Right. I saw the
2: little pictures So the, um, the sort of lynch plan of the plot is that um, about ten years ago, the box trolls found a baby. They raised him as their own. He's now a ten-year-old boy. He meets a ten-year-old girl who is, happens to be the daughter of the um, leader of the community, and he teaches the girl about how the box trolls are actually very cute and adorable and helpful, and the evil Ben Kingsley character finds out and wants to stop that. So very basic uh, premise, little message about accepting people but the most important thing about the movie are well two things number one the animation is unbelievably beautiful these guys have gotten so smooth at doing it and yet it still retains that handmade quality it's just pure eye candy start to finish. And uh, they even, because they shoot in kind of native 3 their own native 3D technique they've invented, even the 3D is beautiful and I highly recommend seeing it in 3D even though Coraline I don't recommend is that. Coraline gorgeous movie. in 3D. Absolutely. It's not quite as amazing as Coraline. Coraline is the best 3D movie I've ever seen in terms of how it uses 3D. Mm-hmm. But it's definitely in the ballpark. And um, and then the other thing is just the sensibility that like I was talking about it before. It has a very nasty, dark, comedic tone that I love. Very British. Uh, Some of as a voice Frost of the Voice, Richard Ayanati, who um, I adore, he was on Dark Place, he was also on the IT Crowd, if you've seen those, um, he's a very, very funny man, and it just has this kind of amazing, funny, creepy, silly tone, it f- I- I- incredibly well-paced, flies by, incredibly entertaining, and dark and nasty in a way that I wish more children's movies were, because it's in, a, it's in a safe way, it's not like it's being designed to give kids nightmares, but it you know let's face it kids like gross and scary things even though we try to protect them from it and I think that this is like a. I think this is about as perfect as a children's entertainment film as you're going to find certainly this year um, these guys three movies in to like their quality is unbelievable they now that Pixar sort of has its Peaks and valleys. Yes, uh, they're, they're on
1: their downward spiral now. They are. Yeah, they'll yeah. never be consistently great. No, like they but I think before, they've still got so. some more great stuff. No, they, they can for it's sure. Just, but yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's, it's not now. one hit after another, ever since the, way the
2: second was. Disney acquisition when yeah. Disney became more involved in choosing their projects, things have changed. Like a remains independent, they're making really interesting stuff that's consistent to themselves, and they haven't done anything bad so far. Okay, I well,
1: think. you're you're raving about this movie now as a critic, but it. if you put like you know your you know cold harsh dead heart movie executive glasses on, like how yeah. do you think this is going to do commercially
2: um, I, I mean I, like, it, will this actually get packed into the theaters with the
1: kids or is it going to be one of those like critics are going why aren't you people watching this because no one is
2: watching it's going to do well it's not going to make as money. much money as Frozen certainly but these movies no. are all made on a low enough budget that that's not really a thing mm-hmm. like they still cost like 60 million dollars that's nothing compared to the, like 200 million dollars that a Frozen or a Pixar movie will cost mm-hmm. so they'll get their money back easily and much like Coraline and Paranorman they'll sort of pick up on home video and more and more kids will yeah. discover them and, mm-hmm. and also more importantly uh, I'm making perfectly clear as with all these movies Yes, they're made for kids. Yes, they're great for kids. Uh, I think people of our age would enjoy them even more. Um, quite frankly, I think they're they're designed sort of like a great Pixar film to appeal to anyone. It's just great storytelling yeah, and like great that. humor and just beautiful design work. And yeah, I uh, have
1: a soft spot for Monster House. I mean, it's like I watched that. And Monster House is a even though that's supposed to be for kids. I was just like, nah, no, I get it. It's I get this movie. So yeah, yeah Monster yeah. House is fantastic. Monster that's House is amazing. Yeah, yeah,
2: for sure. So uh, yeah, I really can't recommend this enough, Mel. I certainly hope you go see it. In of course, while so. you can. Yeah. Good. So How if I, I that, like Monster I House, I will like say. this. Yeah, I okay, saw for sure.
0: Coraline and Paranormal Yeah, they're,
2: they're fantastic, aren't they?
0: An animator, yeah, of course, it
2: yeah. Now Coraline um, remains the masterpiece, um, but uh, this is certainly—I'd say this is it is top Paranormal, yeah. at least for me. Anyway, um, so I anyway. did like
1: Paranorman. I have a harder me time. Too. I have <laughs> a harder time being as generous with um, Coraline just because it's like you know I read the original book and yeah. I'm like a huge Neil Gaiman fanboy. Yeah. Yeah, 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 so to yeah. me, the book is always going to be superior. Yeah. And yeah. I was kind of nitpicking but it.
0: But you know, Paranorman to the book. had a little yeah. fat kid dresses a tree. That was yeah. adorable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what I mean. It's like I actually
1: like Paranorman more than I like. It's, like, it yeah, it's a good time. So and it
2: had all those great like, VHS jokes and stuff. Yeah, it's really good. So anyway, yeah. Go see Box Girls immediately. It's fantastic. And God willing, these Lycaic folks keep cranking out the classics like they have been. Because I've been incredibly impressed with what they've done thus far. They're
0: filling a good space in the Absolutely. Market. Next
2: up, um, I... Uh, we're going to talk about this this week because it came in the U.S. last week. It comes out in Canada next week, and there will be lots of stuff <gasps> that to about in the coming month and in the coming weeks. It is uh, Tusk, the new Kevin Smith uh, horror film, which is weird to say. Is it, is it
0: horror with like you know air quotes? No, it's a horror flick for okay. sure.
2: It's more of a horror flick than uh, Red, Red State. Was, okay, yeah, because
0: I got into Red State yeah. thinking it'd be a horror, and it was yeah. more of a not horror. Yeah,
2: it's kind of a psychological thriller. Kind yeah, of. It's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah, it's got horror. like the first hour I'd say is totally a horror movie. After that, yeah, then it kind it just of got, yeah. gears. Yeah, um, this one, yeah, more of a straightforward horror movie. Uh, more comedic as well.
0: It's That's what I was figuring, because one, is the guy from the Microsoft commercials, and yeah, it's Kevin totally. Smith.
2: Yeah, it falls into a horror comedy ca- category, but more of the like American world from London, Shaun of the Dead category, where, yes, it's funny, but the horror stuff is also still scary and a genuine threat. Um, so anyway, the plot, um, a lot of people know by now, came from a podcast, it's uh, Justin Long stars as a podcaster who interviews name. freaks he goes up to Canada to interview this YouTube video celebrity called the Kill Bill Kid who is basically the Star Wars Kid except with a katana and he cuts off one of his limbs <laughs> and so they go, uh, he goes up to meet him he gets there and the kid has killed himself that's not going to work.: You only so, thing I had to comment
0: on is his mustache in this movie is so yeah, porn gross. star. Well,
2: he's supposed to be a really douchey, jerky guy, and the mustache is very oh, much part of that. Horrible. So he then ends up finding a ad above a urinal in a bar with this uh, weird, creepy old guy looking for a companion. He thinks that will be funny. He goes out to meet the guy in the middle of the woods in I believe Winnipeg, but okay, somewhere in Central never
0: Canada. go in the middle of the woods to no, meet that's someone not how it works. bad idea. definitely not.
2: So he heads out there. It's Michael Parks, which is extra scary because he's a scary dude. Um, he was from Red State and uh, the Kill Bill movies, and uh, from Dusty Dawn, and about a bazillion exploitation movies in the 70s and 80s. So he meets him. He starts spinning all these weird stories about this beer bottle he had that he got from Ernest Hemingway and this walrus penis that he has, and eventually. Uh, he drugs Justin Long. Justin Long wakes up and Michael Parks uh, reveals to him human centipede style that he plans on slowly transforming him into a world which to be his best friend at the same time. Uh, he gets a voicemail, a panicky voicemail sent out to his girlfriend, played by Genesis Rod- Rodriguez, and his podcast buddy, hilariously played by Haley Joel Osment, yeah. and they head up to Canada to try and find him. That doesn't. Uh, the how,
1: how is Haley Joel Osment doing these well, days anyway?
2: He like look looks not so great, but uh, really? he's, but he's okay. pretty entertaining. Yeah, he right.
0: saw a lot of dead people. He's
2: clearly died. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of dead people he's been seeing he's, over the years. He's apparently. clearly <laughs> lived hard between <laughs> okay. uh, Sixth Sense and uh, now. Okay. he's but he's amusing, very amusing in the movie. Okay. And so they get up to Canada. Uh, the local authorities aren't helpful in an un-Canadian way, so they end up hiring, hiring a French-Canadian private detective played by Johnny Depp. And wait, wait, wait,
0: what? Yeah,
2: that's right. So, yeah, Johnny Depp's in there. Yeah, Johnny what? Depp's in it, and he yeah. plays a French-Canadian Is that
0: why Decker. the Yoko movie's going to have his kid in it? Exactly. Oh, okay.
2: And he's in that as well. It's a spinoff, kind of. Who's right. spinoff? So, um...
0: Man, Johnny.
2: No, nah, he's good. Um, so anyway, uh, that's the setup. Um, the good news first. Um, I I I enjoyed it definitely overall. I know it's not perfect. No Kevin Smith movie is, but it's a good time. Yeah, I find it genuinely creepy. I think Michael Parks' performance is fantastic. And he- but is it still funny? Yes, okay. but we're getting there. All Wayne, right. come All on. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, so um, yeah, I think Michael Parks is fantastic. I think um, what's, what's great is um, like there's a lot of really gross, perverse imagery in it um, that's really effective and affecting... But um, often, you give Michael Parks a good, scary monologue about turning you into a walrus, and that's actually even more terrifying than any of those, the makeup effects, good though they are. Um, and then, yes, Wayne, as I was planning on saying one sentence later, it is quite funny, for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, the um, in particular, uh, Justin Long and Haley Joel Osment, they play the like classic Kevin smith wise and duo, and they do the it pretty well. Yeah. Yep. pop culture junkies.
0: Bob Pop culture junkies. Exactly, okay.
2: yeah, and they do it quite well. And then uh, Johnny Depp, I also found very amusing as a French-Canadian detective. He's mugging it up, but not as uh, gratuitously as he has been lately. Um, and he adds a welcome element of quirk to the movie when it comes in. It like it has to be said... Johnny Depp being quirky? I know, no right? No way! You know, it has to be How said, unexpected! Like, because He doesn't show up until about halfway through the movie, and it is like jarring at first. You're like, mm-hmm. What the fuck is shined up? and then he's like doing his thing, and you're like, What movie is this? and but uh, but, over, but overall, uh, he he definitely has a lot, it's a lot of fun. He sort of carries that second half now. Problems, um, as with all Kevin Smith movies, uh, it's very talky, no one loves Kevin Smith's writing more than himself, and there are many, many. There's one monologue in particular I'm thinking of that just fucking... It's good in and of itself, but it grinds the movie to a halt and it's a problem. Because he's so talky, just like Red State, um, the pacing's kind of all over the place, which for a horror movie that's not great. You want to kind of have a very specific ride in mind. But at the same time, that kind of makes it more unpredictable and weird. So there's give and take there.
0: He's openly um, said he can't do anything other than write really talking. Yeah, exactly. Like, he can only do dialogue. He's like, I can't do action. And that's I can't what do he anything. does. Although so, yeah. this
2: one, by virtue of the central contract, there's a lot of cool visual stuff going cool. on. And he's gotten even better as a visual story. I thought Red State, for all its problems, visually was not one of them. I thought it looked great. And he did some interesting set pieces with that. This one I think he did an even better job on. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it's a little talky, little uneven, and um, he also loves his own jokes and there are a lot of those, too many like, even. Uh, like, often, like, what's most distracting at some point, like, you'll be in the middle of Michael Parks delivering this really great, really creepy monologue, and then he says a line from Jaws, and you're like, oh, it's cute, he said Jaws, but then you're totally out of the scene and you're like, oh, give me a break and like, maybe probably on multiple viewings, I'll play better first time, it can be a little awkward, but all that said, um, I really enjoyed it, I think it's a step up from Red State, I like what Kevin Smith's doing, um, as much as I like Zach and Mary make a porno, he was spinning his wheels and I think this crazy direction he's gotten into is a good one and a fun one. It's also worth noting that he very openly uh, wrote, directed, and edited this movie high out of his mind. So
0: he does and everything high out of his
2: absolutely, mind. Absolutely, but you can really tell it with this <laughs> with this one. It feels like a stone guy. You can practically hear him chewing on Doritos and giggling to himself during some scenes. Um, and uh, so, like, if you're someone that doesn't enjoy... Um, Listening to the goofy rambles of a stone person, then you don't, you won't like this because that's what this is. Um, but uh, if you're, you know, you enjoy certain things, you may want to get on Kevin Smith's wavelength and you might enjoy the movie a little bit more. Um, but yeah, good time. Not not a masterpiece, really good movie. Um, I, I definitely recommend it. If nothing else, it's it's just really fucked up in a way that is yeah that makes it stand out and uh, it's interesting. Great performances. Good walrus transformation makeup effects good time all around so that's fun and then the last movie that I'll talk about this week is The Equalizer it's uh, the new Denzel Washington action movie and it's a piece of shit and that's all I'm going to say on that okay yeah
1: yeah, because I hadn't been paying attention to that. It's at and then as soon as you said equalizer, I was like, you know, thinking like the guy with the white hair and the TV series. on It is. CBS that's it. Back. It's based on that. It's, it is. Yeah, it's
2: the old. TV it's actually series. based on that TV yeah, yeah, series. Yeah, the old one. Oh my god! The guy wow, really? Like a, yeah, who was like yeah. an XCAA And the, yeah, he put. Things.
1: You know, people would answer the ads. Yep. and all that sort of stuff. Yep, yep, oh yep. Okay. Yeah. Now, what's and they just they butchered
2: it. Yeah. Okay. Because, okay. What's important, because what they essentially did is it's a taken sequel, uh, or a remake. Because he, it's Denzel Washington as this retired spy working at Home Hardware who makes friends with this teenage prostitute on the street and gets so upset by when she's beaten that he decides to take out the entire Russian or prime organization by himself.
1: All right, going is, after the Russian mob. Yeah, sure, which is just not,
2: taken. Yeah. It's yeah. just straight up taken. And they go through the places. It takes forever. The movie, like, it, it hits the two-hour mark. You're like, it's over. We've resolved all the plot threads. This is great. I can go home. And then it does a 30-minute Action scene in Home Hardware where Denzel Washington is killing guys with power tools like he's Jason or something. Does
1: it make you want to shop at Home Hardware though no. no, at the end of it? Oh, no, okay. no. So, so mission not accomplished. No.
2: All right, um, and then and then when all is said and done, it ends with him putting out an ad saying, mm-hmm. "If you need help, contact me." So it's like an origin story. Oh, okay. To set up so, future yes. Equalizer movies, it's just which are not going to happen. Never, probably never. Yet, so. it's just stupid mm-hmm. and it doesn't work. And 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 like. It, Yeah, it's a remake of Taken. It's a remake of Man on Wire. And what's frustrating about it is when those two movies came out, it was interesting to see Denzel and Liam Neeson playing these heroes who were essentially psychopathic killers who were, like, killing more people than Freddy or Jason ever did. But you were on their side because of some sort of moral righteousness. It's that, again, except you just don't care about this guy. And I'm just watching him kill all these people over and over and over again, being like, are you a hero? I don't think so. I mean, like, you're nicer than him for sure, but why... Why? Why? Why are you brutally killing this man right now? Um, you could have easily just snapped his neck. There was no need to power drill through his temple. Um, so yeah, it's garbage. Don't see that. and Go see Tusk or go see Box Drills because they're great. Okay. End of movie reviews.
0: Thank you, Phil. No problem. Have you played anything? Because I know what in playing. No.
2: But I will. I, I am planning on playing a bunch next week.
0: Oh, actually,
1: okay. I talk. can talk about one game that I was. Oh playing yes. Wasn't wait, Destiny. wait,
0: wait. Tra- so, train
1: Simulator, simulator twenty fifteen. You, oh. you
0: have like six minutes.
1: I have like six minutes. Okay.
0: You do not have to use the entire six minutes. I, to I, have I a might, train I might simulator. even
1: only need one. All uh-huh. right. Okay. See, because it's like. Really, when you see the title Train Simulator 2015, okay, yeah. you should get a pretty good idea yeah, of what yeah. this game is going to be about. Yeah. Do you get to be Single a conductor. Track, low yes. Speed train no. Riding? You do not get to be a conductor. Uh. You no, because you the conductor build because the conductor. And I learned this from the game. The conductor is just the guy that wanders around up and down the the car collecting the tickets. That's that's not, you know, the engineer. It's the engineer or the operator is the The guy that's actually, like, you know, pushing the buttons and, you know, flipping the levers and all that sort of thing.
0: So So you get to be an operator? So, yes,
1: you do actually get to do that. They start you off in, like, you know, a train simulator academy where you're actually learning to work steam engines and it's like it's a simulation so it's like every single knob or button or lever that you can push or twist or turn you actually have to do it to get these trains to work so if you can actually commit this to memory and then somebody were to drop you in front of an old steam engine you would be like I know how to make this go now
0: they should have started you off by taking tickets No, Start because at the bottom you know, of the yeah, everybody why? wanted to jump why into would, the train why stuff. How would they make this? See, like this who, is the. But this is
1: 2015. This is for British people. Is uh, who this is, okay? Because it's a British company, it's and you're for like,
2: train spotters. Yes,
1: it's for train spotters. It's for yeah. all of those guys. Because it's like you know, I played it and um, I reviewed it. Ultimately, I ended up giving it a seven, even though the game is not really for me because. Okay. I understood. you know, It's like it's yeah. just like Microsoft Flight Simulator. It's like, okay, yeah. you may not get a huge kick out of landing a 747, yeah, yeah. but there are some people out there where it's like that's their dream, is like taking that stuff out right. and like, you know, taking it for a cruise through the skies. It's the same thing with these trains. I was like, I could appreciate the fact that it's like, all right, I'm in a bullet train. I'm learning how to operate this. You guys are actually making me drive from one station to the next, stopping, loading and unloading passengers, going off to the next station. It's like you actually have to do all of this stuff.
2: It sounds so boring. It is. So, it's yeah. like a-
0: what was that movie um, where the train gets out of control and starts speeding down? Unstoppable? Yes. So now you now can. There's a
2: good Denzel. Yeah. Movie.
0: Can you play un- in Unstoppable? You go I, I guess You learn you could. trains, and yeah. you're no, you I, go I, top
2: speed, yeah. fly through people, and blow stuff up. Um. Well, okay. I I went
0: the at top speed, and I
1: didn't like fly off the rails. Instead, I yeah. just like you know passed one station after why the other, and, and the, the game was like, like dinging me massive points mm-hmm. saying you were supposed to have stopped there and like you know dropped off and picked up passengers. Well, why didn't
2: you so. try going off the rails to so see what it looked like? You, I, I could. I think you can. Oh, no, you can. Like yeah.
0: So you didn't even get to build tracks or anything, you just... No, you you actually can't. Okay. Like, you
1: know, that's that's yeah. the other component of the game, is that it's actually got a fairly impressive construction mode, where yeah. you can actually like lay out the track and put in the buildings and the hills and the forest and all that stuff, yeah. so that you can drive your train down your dream British countryside, because <laughs> it always resembles British countryside right. in this so game. So
0: it's just moved from those little miniature trains that people build in their basement yeah. to the digital yeah. world. To
1: a big digital train yeah. where you can actually like, you know, sit... You know, it's like, yeah, and it, I know there's
2: an audience for this game, because my sister used to play my copy of Grand Theft Auto, but she to drive um, like at this at the pace of the computers mm-hmm. within the lines and not hurt anybody that was like her thing with Grand Theft auto which really like upset yeah. me <laughs> um, so I feel like this is probably for her if she cared about trains which she doesn't yeah
1: So, you know, it's like, yes, I I went, I played the game, you know, it's like, it's not something that I would ever play religiously. Yeah, you recognize
2: it's it's good for what it is.
1: Yeah, once once I was done with it, I went back to Destiny, but, you know, it's like, yeah, I, I did play the game, and I understand that for guys that are, like, you know, fans of simulation and guys that are really into trains, and that's not me, but I know they're out there, it's like a train simulator.
0: Like you, Sheldon you could, from Big Bang Theory. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, they, they've actually got DLC, so if there are like, you know, certain coveted engines that you, like, you know, really like from, Jesus. like, yeah, you can actually buy these yeah. period engines. Can you get the
2: Harry Potter train?
1: No, you Hogwarts? can't. You, you can't get the Hogwarts. You can you get Thomas the Tank break. Engine? There's, there's no Thomas the Tank Engine. There's oh, no Hogwarts. Like, there's yeah, nothing I, good about Yeah, I, so I, I, did, yeah I did merged. not get to hang out with Ringo. I was wondering mm-hmm. whether or not Ringo would be in there. George like, Carlin? Nope. Um, no, George Carlin. Maybe
0: if they merged it with Destiny, you could build a train on Venus. Would you play?
1: Well, if the loot is good when I was like run over the enemies, then yeah, it was, sugar, like it was like Snowpiercer, like and
2: it was the post. Yeah, exactly. Like I was kind ending, of hoping for that, that as well. Okay,
1: it's like, yeah, yeah. but I, I got no uprisings in the back cars. It's like yeah, everybody Did you was. You see fine. Snowpiercer?
0: Yet, by no, way? I haven't.
2: Oh, you got to do that. I'll You'll get around to it.
1: watching. It. I will watch You'll it. You'll love it. So, man. do you
0: even get to leave like the cockpit? No, you don't. So you don't even get to see your passengers or anything?
1: You can switch camera points of view. And so I got really excited when I saw that there was a point of view, like, you know, to look in the car. And I did that, but there were, like, no passengers in there, which my wife was actually pretty upset about that. (laughs) At the same time, she was also like, can you just, like, leave this game playing in the background? I was like, how, what, why? And she's like, because I find the sound of the train (laughs) clacking along the tracks really soothing and it relaxes me. So so just leave the game playing and just, like, you know, don't stop the train. Just keep the train going forever. And you know i'll I'll just sit here and like you know take a nap or something to the sound of the train clocking along the countryside. I was like,
2: okay. I can so-
0: relate to her. I had a backyard that had train tracks running through it
2: yeah, I know. did too that 's why i wouldn't like that I
0: got, I got used to it." Yeah, I did too. I didn't yeah.
2: like
1: But you can do all the stuff like you know, tooting the horn on the train and all that stuff. And so it's like you know, I had to do that at least once. And like you know, it sounds, it it's Train Simulator 2015. Like I said <laughs> in my review, repeatedly, See, you have to know what you're getting into with a title like that. You can't not know when it says Train Simulator 2015. Was there Obviously,
0: a monorail they put
2: a on it suggesting yeah. that they they make more annually? Yeah,
0: there's got to be more. There are more. Oh. Yeah, oh. yeah,
2: and
1: there will be more coming. I in believe
0: there so. um their website is Rail Simulator uh, yeah
1: originally the series was called Railworks and then they right. changed yeah, the name to like you know Train yeah. Simulator you know
0: because Railworks you wouldn't here, here, understand here. but Train Simulator like yeah. I know what that is
1: yeah Right
0: on. So can I get a monorail and have it go anywhere? No, you water? cannot. No,
1: oh. no monorails. Just no pop
0: trains. culture yeah. whatsoever. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. You have steam engines, electric trains, bullet trains, but no monorails. So oh, I'm glad
0: these
2: people finally have something to do. Yeah, yeah.
1: So there you go. That that was the game that I played this week. That wasn't Destiny. Good
2: times.
0: And next week you'll be able to talk about Naruto.
1: Yeah. Aren't you excited? Prob- probably not in glowing terms, since I know nothing about Naruto. Oh, no, well, so necessarily. Have to talk about next yeah. Week, yeah. But I played.
0: Too. Okay. Me too. Disney. Woo!
1: Yeah.
0: Well, at least you probably won't have... It won't be glowing terms, but it won't be hateful terms. It'll just be confused terms.
1: Oh, I don't know. It might be hateful terms. We never know probably will be. until I sit down and start playing it.
0: And again, right. I know nothing about Naruto, and they're just like,
1: you know, that's throwing why me confused. into the middle of things. So, yeah.
0: They're throwing you in near, like, the end of the original series, yeah. too. So you're just okay. going to be confused. Yeah. Yeah. confused. Confused, confused, confused. <laughs> All right. Let's I, this down. Yeah, I think that's it for this week. Yeah of the RCGM podcast. You can find us at Facebook at Facebook.com slash comicsaving magazine, Google Plus, Google.com slash little plus sign, Cg Online, and of course CGMagonline.com. We are currently running a contest for steam codes. Woo! we're giving out ten Steam Codes. So if you want to enter, follow us on one of our social media and there'll be a link there to Locker Dome where you can enter. You can enter more than once a day or I think your initial entry you can get up to six entries and then you can enter once per day after that by tweeting it and sharing it on Facebook. I know you don't want to tweet or share it on Facebook because you want less people, so you have a higher chance of winning, but we do this quite often, so share. Be nice. Right, Phil? Sure. There you go. Phil says to share. I said sure. No, he Yeah, sure to sharing. <laughs> don't listen to Phil. Hey. And of course, Twitter at CGM+, where we update and sometimes put on funky videos or pictures of Wayne watching stuff when he's not aware that pictures are being taken.
2: I'm never aware.
0: Yeah, there's some pictures on you of, of, of you on Twitter that I'm pretty sure you didn't know I was taking. Oh, yeah. So, I'm yeah. never, ever
2: aware.
0: And of course, you can follow Phil on Twitter.
2: At that, Phil Brown.
0: Wayne is real Wayne Santos. Brendan is B526. And I'm at Kixon Chaos K I X X E N, Chaos.